재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 There are signs of the times all around us Symbols, gestures, indications But when you want to get down to exactly what they mean How deep they go, how far back they go You need to talk to somebody who knows a few things about the world, and we've got just the right person. Hee Jin Gu is a former foreign correspondent based here in Seoul, and she currently works at the Korean Peninsula Future Forum, which is a think tank that studies future unification scenarios between the two Koreas. Good morning, Hee Jin. Good morning in a sort of interminably hot (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those days that's hot and cold, you know. (laughs) The air conditioning is uh, super high inside, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's still real, real uh, pizza oven-like outside. So Mm -hmm. you've got to really calibrate your temperature. Mm. Well, we're talking about your specialty, your wheelhouse today. We're talking about uh, the strife, the striving for uh, peace between the two Koreas and incidentally, between the U.S. and mm, North Korea there you and China uh, and everybody. And we just want to make this a peaceful mm, neighborhood, right? Mm, calibration there. Yeah. yeah. So we've had big summits mm-hmm. and we've had recently a couple of important gestures. It was no co- coincidence that North Korea um, handed over the remains of um, U.S. soldiers who served during the uh, Korean War on the day of the 65th anniversary of the signing of the armistice for the said conflict. Um, and uh, South Korea has been seeking to officially declare an end to the North Korean War, uh, sorry, Korean War. And speculations are rife in the uh, diplomatic corps and uh, academic circles, both in Washington and in Seoul, mm-hmm. um, on exactly what, when that would be and how that would take place. I know President Moon was hoping to do it right there in Singapore, kind of <laughs> join the party the next day. Hey, by the way, the war's over. He was ready to get hop on a plane That's and right. head over to Singapore. Um, uh, of course, he didn't want, to, he said he didn't want to uh, take away the limelight from the uh, actual <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you keep saying that. Uh, but yeah, uh, this, I mean, it's safe to say the sooner the better, um, y- you know, f- from the perspective of President Moon and his government, uh, the sooner you can kind of cross the finish line and get the peace declaration. It's kind of like a um, let's just say it and then we'll work out the details that make it true later. Mm-hmm. But we also have to keep in mind what this means for South Korea as well. Of course, an end to the war sounds very welcoming. Nobody it's a, likes war. Nobody likes war. Everybody wants peace. And therefore, it is um, logical to to want an end to the war. But we have to think at the same time, what that would entail mm-hmm. for South Korea, its defenses, as well as the equilibrium uh, between North Korea, South Korea, and Asia mm-hmm. in the political arena. You've got these sort of types out there that say, oh, you know, they all everybody profits from the war. You know, you sell your weapons and everybody wants the status quo. I don't put a whole lot of stock in that. I mean, I think that um, a peaceful and stable and normalized North Korea offers a lot more profit opportunities than this or that, you know, F-16 sale. Uh, You know, call me an ingenue if you like or call me colored in that opinion. But uh, surely uh, a country of 20 million consumers and a normal economy on a growth trend offers better opportunities, doesn't of it? Of course. And uh, we have to also keep in mind that North, uh, South Korea has been under what is called the Korean discount. 
Mm-hmm. Under the shadow of the interminable um, armistice, a state of limbo, if you will, there is no, there has been no uh, progress into um, peace for 65 years. Mm-hmm. South Korea has. T- Uh, has been uh, living under a potential war for more than six decades. It's uh, it's surprising. Well, it says something about deterrence, doesn't it? Deterrence Mm kind of works. And the deterrence was possible largely due to the South Korea-U.S. alliance. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have to think about what an end to the war would mean for that exact alliance, Mm -hmm. as well as U.S. uh, troops' presence on South Korean uh, territory. Well, it's always been a question of sequencing. Whenever you talk about striving towards peace and denuclearization, Mm -hmm. It's always been a question of who does what first. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not getting rid of nukes until you get rid of your troops. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm not getting rid of my troops until you get rid of your nukes. Mm -hmm. You know, chicken and egg all the time. Um, And so the question is, can we, uh, you know, cut those into phases that are, you know, tit for tat on both sides. Mm-hmm. So let's look back on how this whirlwind of um, events sort of took place. Mm. Now, South Korean presidents have always, uh, well, often made notable announcements in Berlin um, regarding uh, its relations uh, with North Korea, the inter-Korean relations, starting with uh, uh, President, the late President Kim Dae-jung, uh, late uh, Noh Moon-hyun also did so. Um, so it was not surprising when uh, the uh, newly elected uh, President Moon Jae-in first outlined his scenario for a lasting peace mm. on the Korean Peninsula exactly in Berlin. Yeah. Well, it's a bit of a hat tip back to Reagan, wasn't it? You know, mm-hmm. Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall mm-hmm. and then lots of really amazing things happened after that. So Precisely. I think they're sort of, sort of channeling the the, you know, without overtly or directly, you know, cultivating Reagan, they're kind of cultivating that moment, the fact that I am at the uh, event horizon between two conflicting worlds and look what resulted, you know. And there was the Berlin Wall that was torn down yeah. exactly at that spot in yeah. that city. I went there. Exactly. I remember, <laughs> I remember you telling me about I it. I know. I, have some, <laughs> I only have two or three stories and I tell them pretty much repetitively. So um, in this so-called Berlin Declaration, he said, in order to establish a permanent peace structure on the Korean Peninsula, we need to conclude a peace treaty with the participation of relevant countries and formally end the war. So as uh, far back as a year ago, he had all this in mind and he got the ball rolling earlier this year, taking advantage of South Korea's hosting Mm -hmm. the Winter Olympics, brought representatives from North Korea and the US, sorry, to uh, Pyeongchang Mm -mm -mm. and got arranged and with some power, with some finesse, Tr- uh, got them to uh, agree to a sit down. So, in uh, the first of all, that was South Korea and North Korea in April and May. It sure was handy to have the Olympics in February, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I imagine if the Olympics were going on, you know, in Johannes, or, you know, it's Winter Olympics, so it would be Northern Hemisphere in Vancouver or something like that. Uh, 
I don't think you would have had nearly the um, diplomatic venues or opportunities to do what Moon pulled off in February. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely correct. And uh, we also have to remember that uh, this also con- culminated in the historic meeting between U.S. President uh, Donald Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Um, and we cannot get those images away from our heads. Unbelievably reality. TV sort of season cliffhanger uh, type of images. Mm-hmm. And now as North Korea dismantles its missile, uh, first of its uh, missile test facilities and, and begins the return of the remains of U.S. servicemen as agreed in that June summit, um, we are looking, uh, it, we, we look at uh, 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 rhetoric from Mm, Pyongyang mm. and Seoul, Mm. uh, especially in the media and the newspapers. And it's clear that they're stepping up pressure on Washington to to join in the declaration to the end of the conflict. What was it, about 65 bodies, I think, or sets of remains? 55. 55, excuse me. They were um, encased. It was was very uh, ensemble ceremony. Um, It was uh, held on the tarmac, and you could see that the remains were covered in UN flags Mm. rather than the Stars and Stripes. Now, that was because these servicemen were uh, under the UN command rather than the US um, military. Mm. That makes things complicated in various ways Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to resolving this war. Uh, It's still, you know, it, it provides a powerful impact in terms of symbolism, but there's still a whole lot more sets of remains mm-hmm. up there, right? Did, is it true that they get compensated a certain amount? Per, they, they, they get compensated a, a fairly generous amount. The U.S. Each. has uh, definitely said that there was no compensation. They say there is none. There, is, right. there was no compensation uh, this time round. Got it. Um, and more than 120,000 South Koreans and 7,700 U.S. soldiers are still unaccounted for mm. from the conflict. Now, we we, uh, we uh, presume that the five, 55 remain, uh, uh, the remains that were received are f- of uh, U.S. servicemen, but we haven't confirmed it yet. Yeah, that'll it, take a while. It will take months yeah. for them to be able to confirm um, the the families, the mm-hmm. identities mm-hmm. of the identity, uh, the the remains that were dental over. records, DNA, things like that. They take time, and it requires gathering evidence and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, the the armistice of nineteen fifty eight was um, at the time signed by U.S. Army uh, Lieutenant General William Harrison Jr. of the UN Command Delegation and North Korean General Nam Il. Sorry, do you mean fifty three? Uh, sorry, f- 58. 58, forgive me. What, what, what? The armistice. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting... The, all, right, all right, all right. We're back to the armistice. We're back to... I, I'm getting my statements. And <laughs> no, and uh, it was in Panmunjom, um, now located in the uh, de- demilitarized zone bordering North Korea and South Korea. Um, uh, it was also signed by Kim, uh, Kim Il-sung, uh, who signed the agreement not as the head of state of North Korea, but as the commander of the Korean People's Army. Um, and South Korea was not part of this agreement because President Sung Man Rhee refused 
to sign a deal that left the two Koreas divided. He wanted to fight on, but the U.S. said, oh, no, unfortunately, we want to have an armistice signed. Mm. Um, and uh, at the time, both North Korea and South Korea refused to recognize the other as a, legit- a legit- sorry, <laughs> legitimate nation. According to South Korean constitution, North Korea is uh, still a rogue state illegally occupying the northern part of its country. Yeah, they both have it sort of codified. Both sides have it codified into law that they are the uh, legitimate representatives. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, tens of thousands of uh, South Korea, never mind. I mean, we talk about the U.S. soldiers that they're returning the remains of. Many, many more South Koreans are, are unaccounted for. Right? 120,000, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, so the uh, peace treaty, a lot of people, you know, s- some people invoke it as almost a panacea right um you know if we just sign this thing then peace will just naturally follow as day follows night um what are the building blocks of getting to this peace treaty signing okay um we've seen a lot of comments in the local media uh, from South Korean officials, not just not um, official statements, but you know comments uh, uh, from including um, Unification Minister Cho Myung Gun that we may see uh, see such a negotiation for an agreement or a declaration starting as early as next month, just a few a few days from now, mm. um, but. We have to remember South Korea may have little to do with this process um, because much of it depends on ongoing talks between North Korea and the U.S. Mm-hmm. regarding the denuclearization process. Yeah. Um, of course, there are uh, there are those who say uh, such a view is only by naysayers and that the sequencing can be you know, um, can come, uh, can be shuffled about, mm. that the declaration to a uh, agreement uh, uh, to the end of the conflict may even be beneficial for the process. Yeah, okay. I mean, South Korea didn't sign the armistice in the first place. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, you know, looking through the glass on mm-hmm. this one. Um, words matter, of course. Mm. Um, so if you declare – when you declare the conflict over, mm. it's somewhere between an aspiration, a uh, a milestone, and a statement of the obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Because in real terms, in real practical terms, mm. the conflict has been frozen and um, held at uh, at bay for, for decades, as you pointed out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can consider it a milestone if you imbue it with a lot of symbolism and if you declare it to be this uh, – major achievement, right? Uh, But if you declare a formal end to the Korean War, you're still not over the goal line to a peace treaty. Indeed. Um, And as I often say on the program, let's not put the cart before the horse. Right. Just let's take a moment to see what is more beneficial for the security and the well-being of South Korea. And... Yeah. And as well as the equilibrium and peace on the Korean Peninsula. Mm-mm. So let's not just hurry ahead blindingly into uh, into something that we may regret later. This is a philosophical difference between, you know, which side you're talking about. I mean, 
I, some people speak of a peace treaty almost a peace treaty in, in my little curt shaped bubble of subjectivity can be one of two things, right? It can either be a document that represents actual peace on the ground, or it can be a document that is signed at gunpoint because you surrender to me and we sign a peace treaty, or it can be this sort of letter to Santa Claus kind of thing. You know, it's, this is, we wish this is the peace that we have. Therefore, we're going to put it on paper and sign it and uh, hope that we can uphold the actual facts on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, a headlong pursuit, let's say, mm. to formally end the Korean War could, could undermine South Korean as well as UN, US as well as UN efforts so far mm-hmm. uh, that have uh, brought Pyongyang to the table to denuclearize its uh, weapons program. Mm-hmm. Um, the road to the end of war declaration is just fraught with pitfalls. It is not to be taken lightly. We have to keep... Uh, in, in Korean, there is a saying, um, even a stone bridge, you have to tap it first before mm. you cross it. Okay. So um, let's just take a moment, think things through. Um, there must be significant proce- progress on uh, the denuclearization of North Korea's nuclear weapons. When North Korea, let's say, when North Korea has declared its nuclear facilities, for example, otherwise we could end up paying too high a price every time North Korea deigns to move at a snail's pace mm-hmm. in the process. Slices the salami, as we say. Mm, Here's slice. another little slice of denuclearization. <laughs> Enjoy it. That is, <laughs> Would that you like is, a bit of mustard with that? That is a, a saying that is often heard in Washington nowadays. The slicing of the salami. Mm. That's why little symbolic things are important. Um, you know, baby steps. You know, I think seen from the North perspective perspective, you want the baby steps to have as much emotional impact as possible. Mm-hmm. For example, we've got this clip standing by of Trump thanking mm-hmm. Kim Jong-un for the bodies. Can we roll that now? At this moment, a plane is carrying the remains of some great fallen heroes from America back from the Korean War. I want to thank Chairman Kim in front of the media for fulfilling a promise that he made to me. And I'm sure that he will continue to fulfill that promise. There you go. Mm -hmm. You want to get, if you're North Korea, you want to get as many feel-good moments as you can for Mm -hmm. the lowest cost. Mm -hmm. There hasn't been much rhetoric from North Korea after the 65th anniversary and the handover of the remains. But leading up to it, North Korea has been repeatedly asking for the end of the war, Mm. uh, the declaration to the end of the war. Mm. So um, we have to think about what they, why they would really want this so badly. Um, This could shift uh, the uh, U.S. uh, presence, as I said, in South Korea, as well as the uh, impact, the alliance between the U.S. and South Korea, driving a wedge even deeper, let's say. Um, We have to be wary. Any political move that President Trump makes in his desperation to to prove his critics uh, critics wrong could mm-hmm. only serve to help Kim Jong Un take credit uh, that he does not deserve and mm. and thus demand a reward in the denuclearization process. Ultimately, uh, what North Korea has to want uh, this is not a statement of opinion is 
uh, sure, an end to the war, but they want ultimate regime security. They want the same 20 or 30 people to be running the country perpetually, in mm-hmm, a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other you know, world leader, almost, would make foreign policy decisions and war-ending decisions knowing that you know, a year or two years down the road, they could be voted out and a whole new government comes mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. North Korea, that's an unacceptable outcome for North Korea. So they need the geopolitical situation to buttress their own domestic situation. That's, mm-hmm. why, that's why there's no movement, isn't there? Mm-hmm. There has been, well, um, North Korea has been very clear in what it wants and it's been calling out Uh, the U.S. to um, make good on its promises, for example. Mm. Um, There has been reports by uh, by the experts at 38 North that North Korea has started dismantling a missile engine test site as as President Trump and uh, um, uh, North Korea's Kim uh, uh, agreed to back in June. Mm. Um, And this is taking... North Korea has said this is a sure sign that we are keeping to our promise. South Korea has been saying, yes, North Korea is showing signs that it is willing to keep its promise. But what is what is happening exactly? Mm. Um, we have to keep in mind that Kim Jong-un in his New Year address earlier this year already declared that North Korea has completed its nuclear deterrent against the U.S. In other words, there is no more need <laughs> we don't for, need a, these tests. For, for a missile test. And he reiterated this yeah. point on April 20th in his report to the Party Central Committee plenum as uh, uh, he said that the nuclear and missile test sites served out their intended purposes mm. and are no longer needed. <laughs> okay, so it's two <laughs> different that, messages. Look, you mm. know, look at this huge concession I'm mm. making directed at the international community and directed inward. It's like, yeah, we don't need these things. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and, uh, you know. So, so these test sites, as, as we have said, are clearly not necessary and, and as important as, as North Korea is making them out to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some moves now to, uh, especially by the South side, to draw down on the traditional symbols of the ongoing war, like to make the DMZ a little less tense, for example. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. Um, it, it, its defense ministry last week said it is pushing for a plan to withdraw forces and their equipment from border guard posts on a trial basis, mind mm, you, mm. Um, in line with the uh, inter-Korean summit agreement. That makes a certain amount of sense because the idea that, you know, uh, waves of North Korean steel are going to come across the DMZ is truly an outdated narrative. Nobody believes for a, for a minute that that is even possible, right? Mm, you need vigilance, you need surveillance, you need electronics, but maybe you don't need as many human beings. The thing is, the, there is the problem of 100 uh, million mines mm. strewn across the 250 kilometers long uh, uh, length mm. of the DMZ. Yeah, everything is a chess piece and every chess piece can be moved. Ultimately, it's going to come down to a verifiable denuclearization that's going to either allow a treaty or not allow it. Heejin, I don't think we're going to solve the problem in the studio today, unfortunately. Unfortunately. We'll try again next week. I'll see you then. <laughs> see you. Bye-bye.